See what it is. I didn't Oh yeah. Yeah, roughly. It's the Evil Z podcast. I can't find Great start. I reinstalled Windows and now everything's gone wrong. <laughs> it's 122. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. Uh, you don't think about all this when you have to reinstall stuff, do you? <laughs> no. <clears throat> I was like, oh shit, that's right, I don't have any of the stuff that I record with installed. This is going to go pearly. <laughs> and look, you're really loud and I'm not loud. That's no dear, like, am I overpowering? Mm, hard to say. Yeah, it's always hard with me, isn't it? I'll turn it down just a wee bit. You're not at 21% for some reason. Who, who did that? What lunatic put me at 121%? Me. Ask, uh, ask Discord what mm. the hell they're at. <laughs> hey, you sound too quiet. Oh, Jesus. All over the <laughs> fucking place. Hey? We're, we're flying today, hey? Uh, I'll well, tell you what, while you're, while you're fixing me, do you want, want me to tell you about my adventures this week? Go then. Guess what I watched this week? Because, you know, we, we hear people talk about this all the time. So I decided to sit down and actually watch a match between Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Oh, what did you do that for? Because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about, right? You know, I always have my ma. Like, my ma's always, oh, wrestling back in my day was better. And I'm like, ah, okay, okay. So I thought to myself, right, you know what? I'm going to check this shit out. And, uh... I'm sorry, Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks are not exactly two athletes in their fucking prime being athletic at all, you know? They are two big fat men, and <laughs> the match is, was seven minutes long, and they spent most of it shoulder tackling each other. Uh, that, that's, that's about right. However, do you know what was mental about the match? What? The fucking crowd. I mean... That was the hottest crowd I ever seen in my life. Yeah, I don't Boys were literally it. trying to get into the ring, and like <laughs> oh, they're, they're, all, the... they're all fucking marks. That's why. Ah, yeah, there was obviously back in the day when they thought this was legit, and boys were trying to get in the fucking ring and all. When Haystacks was, you know, being the heel and all that, there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" That's why people loved this. They they thought it was real. Um, do you know how the match finished though? I've never seen this in my life. So, as we know, how do we No, no. From this part of the world, we know Daddy and Haystacks were like the two big guys, right? How would you never finish a match between your two top guys? What was the worst way you would think of it? Uh, double count out. Mm, you're close. Uh, a count out out of the ring. Just like, someone got counted out. Yeah, Daddy knocked Haystacks out of the ring. And in British wrestling, it was a three count, and that was it. You had to get back in in three seconds. <laughs> yeah, see, yes, man, he's not getting anywhere in three seconds. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's getting nowhere. <laughs> but um, I was like, okay. The excitement of the crowd was like nothing I'd ever seen before. But the, as, as a quote-unquote wrestling match, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> 
I legit couldn't believe how big those guys were. Like, and I don't mean big as in you know well built athletes. I just mean, I I know it's not nice to say this word anymore, but they were just two big fat men. That's all they were. Well, they were, yeah. Two big fat guys. They're pretty tall, like, but just two big fat guys. Well, Haystacks was definitely tall. I don't know about uh, Daddy. I think he was pretty tall as well. But then I think, was he a legit, was he not like a legit strong man though? Was that not his thing before he wrestled? Oh, probably. Uh, Like that's, I think he had more of a fucking power lifter sort of build to him. And then he obviously got into wrestling, let himself go. The only matches I've watched him were, uh, would have been like multi-man tag matches where it's a bunch of actual wrestlers do a bunch of work for ages. Then they come in for 30 seconds at the end and run everybody (laughs) over. Yep. That's what my mom always used to say. It was like it was always Big Daddy had the wee guy on his tag team and Haystacks would batter him for a while and then Daddy gets the tag and he wins the match. And I was like, okay, but you can't turn it and tell me that Big Daddy is any fucking match for Kenny Omega. He... I love my mom and all, but she can get fucked. <laughs> now, what, what is she saying? Is, is she saying that Big Daddy is a better professional wrestler and uh, the art of professional wrestling at uh, putting on a match than Big Daddy or than Kenny Omega or is she saying that within the kayfabe of wrestling Big Daddy could beat up Kenny Omega I'm gonna say neither are true for a start <laughs> um, th- she always says that she doesn't like the way the Americans over made it well over he's fucking the- he's theatrical. fucking Canadian for a start so well, um, she's fucked up the- there <laughs> Right. Got a promo on your ma. <laughs> Kenny Omega is a bad example. She doesn't even know who Kenny Omega is. Um, but the worst thing is when I watched that match back, I was all, "This is all theatrics." What are you talking about? Oh, no it's like this all this all theatrics. This is gritty real fighting here. This is the it's fucking a man belly bouncing boys by twenty yards. <laughs> So I'm this weekend when I go visit me folks, I am going to give my ma. Well, I'm, I'm going to cut a promo on her. That's that's how I'm going to do it. Just like, what are you on about? You that's need to you need to smarten her up here. Show her show her what a match is. I show her mocks doing a death match. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> just mock being a fucking. That's the realest guy in wrestling right there. Yep, let's just see some crazy garbage wrestling. Yeah. But yeah, I watched one. I watched the match this week, and it was shockingly bad. But the crowd were eating it up. Maybe that's what this whole Sting thing is about. We just don't get that. Uh, I just have these vivid memories, like back when I was like a wee a wee take. Um, right. You know, would have been the usual. You know, indie or Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and all that. Mm-hmm. In what I would call my first wave of wrestling fandom, mm-hmm. um, and then you get like I don't know if it's uh, you know older people that do oh you, you you like the wrestling you have wrestling figures like oh yeah what about Big Daddy and you're like what the fuck are you on about you ancient person <laughs> <laughs> you, you know <laughs> is that what the people be well, like everyone well, were like this really. Probably. So, what were you going to say? I say, what's that? Is that like now when we're, we're like, you know, if you're talking to young people about the likes of, 
you know, Kurt Angle or something. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who the fuck's Bret Hart? What are you out of it? I don't <laughs> think anyone's like that at all, to be honest. Everyone knows who Bret Hart is. Everyone knows who Kurt Angle is. If you're into wrestling, you like that shit. Yeah, but if when we get to a certain age, are they going to start looking at us going, what are you on about? Who's them, boys? Uh, but at least we can look back and say, no, that's still good. That's still... you. you like, you're, you're not going to sit and... Wait, who's making the case that Big Daddy is the best of all time, except for your ma? <laughs> well, no, she, he wasn't even her favourite, Mick McManus was. <laughs> he was a heel. Like, my ma liked this heel guy, because he was amazing. And then she, her other favourite was a guy called Kendo Nakasaki, who I believe oh, yeah, was a yeah, white yeah. guy in a mask. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm familiar with him, I? Um, But, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I think what made the match I watched was eighty one. Now, if I'm not mistaken, weren't them guys sort of doing this in the early seventies? Because that's when my ma would have been younger watching wrestling. So yeah, I'm not I, gonna. Say, I think the 80s not gonna stuff... say I caught them in their prime. No, I'm guessing they haven't changed much either. Um, I've looked up um these guys on cage match because oh the, like this is when I what that was curious and watched a couple of matches I'm like oh well let's see what this is and I was like oh this is fucking piss they, they were never good shoot never oh, okay <laughs> like, like it, was, it was always just just uh, a lot of like yeah, big, big daddy's whole thing was standing inside the ring going oh you're cook and <laughs> like what is your mom <laughs> I don't like the American stuff because there's too much theatrics. Like ninety-seven percent of Big Daddy's whole thing was theatrics. Yep. yep. And he also went by the name Shirley Crabtree. That was his actual name, yes. Is that his name? Shirley That's Crabtree. Real. That's his real name when he was a powerlifter. I don't um, even know if he was any good at powerlifting. So yeah, he was. Ah, uh, oh, no, you got him in his prime. Uh, his prime years were like 70, 70, 82. Right. And then he sort of Jesus. took a year out and then was active 84 to 88. Last match was right. in 93. Oh, fuck. Oh, dear. Because I remember, wasn't it Haystacks made it WCW for a while? Yeah, Ness. Ness. Jesus Christ. He had a, a bit more of a. I think he was a good bit younger. Died age 53. Do you not think if Ricky got a whole bunch of pillows, and I mean a load of pillows, and stuffed them up his jumper, he could do a good giant haystacks impression <laughs> with his big hair and beard? And just do a Scottish accent? <laughs> but was he actually Scottish? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's from a really bad Scottish accent. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, we should probably move on because we're talking about wrestling already and we've only just started. No, but that doesn't count. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't. We weren't actually talking about wrestling then, we were talking about theatrics. <laughs> Jesus Christ, his last match was in 1986 against the Giant, aka Paul White. That must... That, oh. that would have been when Paul White was actually able to do stuff. I guess... I guess, I suppose. Like uh, mid-90s Paul White, he could actually move. <clears throat> he got jobbed out <laughs> to Lex Luger in 13 seconds. <laughs> hey, Stacks. Yep. 
Fucking hell. <laughs> Lethal. Amazing. Oh, dear. That was his career. He beat both Bagwell, though. That's WCW. Very the young guys. Very the young guys. <laughs> um, I guess it. Did you play anything? Uh, I've been playing GTFO. I thought you were going to say GTA, and I was like, this isn't like you at all. Nope. GTFO, uh, which is a co-op horror shooter, uh, very much in the vein of, well, you would think it's very much in the vein of Left 4 Dead and Vermintide and things like that, but this is crazy hardcore. Like, <laughs> I, can, I haven't beat the first level yet. I can't. That's because you're I playing on your own. And I'm playing on my own, and this game is not designed to be played on your own at all. Um, it's hard as balls. But I could see why playing with a team would be good fun. But it's more a, it's more of a horror-based one. It's all about like light and sound are your enemy. Um, and the enemies that you come across are pretty tough. It's Like I say, if you can stealth, if you get up on behind them and give them a good smack with a sledgehammer, you're okay. Um, but if you walk around with a flat, if you're because if you just think, oh, I'll keep my flashlight on all the time, if you shine your light on them, that's it. They will react and they will call out all their bodies, and you'll be overran in seconds, and you'll be killed. Um, if you shoot your gun off or you know uh, fail to do a hacking game, it'll make a noise. They'll get alerted and they'll come tearing at you, and it's like. Jesus. Now there are moments in the game where you come across a locked door and it'll give you a warning going, this will set off an alarm and you will have a horde on your hands basically. And pretty much what you're meant to do is all four of you have what are called tools, which are basically like turrets. So you can set up different turrets, put them in different angles and things like that. The bots will not use their turret. So <laughs> that's very useful. You have to yeah, I basically have to try and cover a whole room myself with a turret. And this turret will friendly fire, so do not run in front of the turret. So of course, what do all the fucking bots do? Run in front of the fucking turret. So I can I almost finish the level at one point. I know I was near the end because it says to me, you know, it comes up at the end, GTFO, when you've got your objective and it's time to get out. The problem is you are hoarding then from the from where you are to the point of extraction, you're just getting attacked the whole time, and the bots are fucking useless. And it's like, right, this is a game that was designed for friends. Uh, or at least trying to get human teammates. But people are so hardcore on this game that they won't let you play solo. People go in as a foursome, and that's it. Alright, they won't, they won't take randomers. They will not take a randomer. Even I'm like, hey, I'm new to this. I'm trying to get into it. Is there any chance you can even help me get through a couple of levels? They'll be like, no, no, no. We have our ways of doing this. And you're like, right. It's a very welcoming community you found there. Very, very (laughs) welcoming. Um, So, but there was one guy who, a match, I done matchmaking and one guy was there and the game started. And as soon as the game loaded up, we took a couple of steps forward and he quit. And I was like, well, great. Brilliant. So, I thought I might have had someone. Cause I could, I think even maybe with two people, I could maybe get through the first level. Just having someone I can communicate with. But fuck it. it don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not dissing. The game itself is actually really good. 
looks fantastic has a brilliant atmosphere to it like i said it's all about sound and light and you know you'll be sort of sneaking through around a corner and you'll you'll knock into something like a tin can and it'll roll and the enemies will just sit and sort of watch it go and then they'll sort of retrace it back to where it was but then they mightn't react and you just be like oh, Jesus. there's a couple like there's points where you like just sweat and go oh god don't notice me don't notice me don't notice me so it is very very cool um sadly i can't give you much else on it because i haven't got past the first level <laughs> but i do believe there's a whole upgrade system and shit like that in it but i don't know <laughs> it's in there somewhere it is in there somewhere i just i just need to get through it i can tell you there's like uh seven times uh there's like a good 40 odd levels in it hmm um this has been yeah. a for a while at 2019, it got its full release. Um, and, like, like, the game is so feckin' hardcore. Like, you'll come across computer terminals on it, and you physically will have to type shit into the computer. Like, it'll tell you, like, find this key to open this door. And it'll just be random. So you could either go, you know, lugging around the entire map trying to find this key, or you can use the computer to ping it, and then it'll tell you a certain location and all this here. And you're like... Jesus. So, of course, trying to do that on a Steam Deck's good fun. Um, but it is, it's a good game. And I just, I'm hoping maybe at some point some other people maybe give it a go. I know Ninja said he'd be interested and he's liked the look of it for a while. Um, it's a very, very, very different take on the co op shooter. You I mean, you just can't run in like Billy Bag Bollocks thinking you're amazing because you'll just get overrun in seconds. You will get absolutely, the game will humble you very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. I was, I've been floating the idea of playing Payday 3 as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, a lot of people say it's very similar to the second one, so if you like the Payday games, I guess give it a bash. And it's on Game Pass, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's really the only reason. I, I played the tutorial. Hmm. That's... Can't really speak to anything based on that though, but I played the daylights out of the second one, I loved it. Did you just play that yourself? Uh, yes, <laughs> I don't think anyone had it at the time. I used to play online with random people, like that, that the community, the community, and that wasn't as closed off. Um, so you'd, you'd easily get into games with people, but yeah, I played Payday 2 a lot by myself. I have Payday 2 on. PC as well because I picked it up for like 80p at the time. <laughs> 80p. So I was like, oh, I like this game. One of my favorite missions is still the one where you rob the plane. It's fucking brilliant. You start off in the plane, you grab the money, you throw it out of the plane, you parachute down into the city, and then you have to get the money out of the city. It's brilliant. Nice. Yeah. They call it the point break heist. <laughs> I think, um, Darktide just has a death grip on everyone. Yeah, it really does. That big update was like that was a whole game changer with a different, uh, a different. It's almost different uh, builds. Some, like, uh, yeah, some categories almost way expanded out the skill tree, so you can do proper full on different builds based on the weapons you're using, mm. um, and end up. Pick on one of the four classes and actually being able to 
have meaningful differences between different builds within each class. Yeah, because yeah. I play basically my Ogren is now a big gunner, where I didn't really use guns before, but now the gun's the most dangerous thing I have. Mm. Pretty cool. I mean, like, I, I had been playing that sort of knifey um, preacher mm. with a, like, get lots of crits, crits get lots of bleed. Um, but then, like, now they added, like, you just go down that road a lot more and make the, the build very, very effective. And then having the, uh, being able to change that, that straightforward charge into that stealth mode instead. It is so fucking useful. Because, yeah, right, so you go into stealth and the idea is you get a big fucking backstab and uh, mm. you can take out a big enemy in, in one shot or whatever. But I find it's far more useful for, like, getting people up who are downed. Yeah. Because you can just walk, uh, waltz in there, whole crowd of boys, and just, just get them up without anyone paying any attention to you. Um, it's just a very, very versatile thing to have. Very handy. We're playing on the highest difficulty now as well, which is mm-hmm. not something we ever got to in uh, Vermintide. I do enjoy the uh, the Ogren's giant grenade. Oh, just a big fucking... It's like a fucking nuke going off, basically. Sc- scares the shit out of everyone else on your team. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was playing that for a while, and then you just tell me about the rocks a lot of fun, so I've been throwing bunks of fucking concrete at people as well. That is actually good fun. I I have um I've actually um tried the the rock it is I uh, just you throw a big ass rock at people's heads. It's just one shots a lot of people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I do have to ask something because I've seen you tried it and I want to get your opinion. You played the RoboCop demo. I did. <laughs> I liked and... it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. Fuck. I guess it's like, so this isn't a full price like triple A game. This is like a wee B game type thing based on fifty lids. Is it even? Yes, it is. It's fifty lids. I thought it was less than that, but okay. it might be less on PC. But PS five, they want fifty lids. It's forty five. Fuck our PS five tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's like straightforward shooter, to, but you're Robocop. Yeah, but did you get to the bit where you were walking around the city then? Uh, I didn't do any of that, just at the first level. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, the first level's fine. You're, it's, it's a corridor shooter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can grab people and throw them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and the punch, really you literally just fucking annihilate their head like a melon. All that is grand. Wait till you get out and do the bit between the fucking shooting. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're like, what the fuck is this? Why am I giving parking tickets? Um, I may pick it up when it comes out and play it. <laughs> I might wait for it to go on sale and wait till they maybe up his speed to get away from... Did you not find you were getting fucking pasted with grenades though? No, I just, I, I just played it like Robocop. Oh, she just walked through just shit. Keep, just keeps just keep walking, shoot, 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 shoot. Maybe I um, shouldn't have cranked the difficulty up then, because I was a lot. Oh, I, fucking big balls! Oh, that's what. <laughs> all, I, 
I don't like just walking through a game, but you know what? You're right. You should play it like your RoboCop. That's the, there's the problem. Yeah, I don't want a challenge. I just want to be a RoboCop. Yeah, just want to walk around wreck. Because ah, you know what? A lot of boys were wild bullet sponges as well, and I was all, fuck, I hate this shit here. And I thought, you know what? It's just hit me. That's what it is. And the difficulty up, so the game's all, ah, these boys take more of a kick in. Fuck, I put the difficulty down. You will just literally be RoboCop. I right, pretty Maybe much. Maybe you're fucking on to something there, hey? <laughs> I, li- I like the um I think it looks like some of the character models look a bit ropey as fuck and like mm. animation wise but like the environments that you're walking through the wee part before you go into the, the that TV station I think mm. that looks really well impressive uh, I don't know if it's ray trace or not but I don't know if you were seeing this but very impressive uh, reflections I didn't have the reflections on. Right. Uh, it, it, oh, the wee thing couldn't have handled that now. Um, but yeah, it, it looked well. Speaking mm. of ray tracing, though, mm-hmm. I read, I said I reinstalled Windows because uh, things were playing up a bit. Um, and, and now I am running Cyberpunk on Ultra with ray tracing completely fine. Nice. Uh, looks really nice. And I finally got into the uh, Phantom Liberty stuff. Finally, <laughs> I made it to Dogtown. Um, yeah, okay, I've just been doing uh, redding up a lot of the. Every time I play Cyberpunk, I just go from the top down and get all the the stuff, do all the the police scanner stuff, and uh, and that, and then I'm always really over leveled. But uh, mm. beside the point, um, I got to the point where I was able to go to Dogtown and start doing stuff, and. You think, like, some of the places in in Cyberpunk are absolute shitholes. Like, mm. it's not a nice place. Fuck, have they got nothing on Dogtown? Right. You, you've seen nothing. It's like going for, like, the uh, the dystopian city style of, you know, like, the stacks, where it's like, ah, here's where people live. It's a bunch of fucking shipping containers stacked on top of each other. People live right. here. That's kind of what it is, and it's all... It's an it, like st- extension of uh, Pacifica, where like, Pacifica is supposed to be like the... Um, you know, where everyone goes to the beach and touristy stuff, mm. but it's all gone to shit. Uh, and Dogtown's just that old casinos and a uh, place where people would come and spend their money, but it it uh, it got wrapped up in um, one of the wars, uh, I think... One where Night City was, uh, or Corp was in Night City fighting with Militech representing the 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 U.S. and to be part of, or Night City to be part of the U.S. or because it's not I I don't know but anyway that's not important. Uh, the place never gets finished, so now it's uh it's sort of this its own we. Uh, independent state within Night City run by uh, this uh, guy who fought for the US during that war and he just decided to stick around there and has his own militia and all and none of the police are allowed in. He'd go in there. Uh, it's, Is that his just Elba? No. So oh, okay. the whole thing around it is uh, the President of the United States <clears throat> crashes okay. uh uh, she was flying in her flying car and it crashed in Dogtown, which is, you know, 
awkward. Um, yep. This guy uh, is going to want to take her hostage for, for reasons and that. Mm. Um, and you get contacted by a runner named Songbird who's who's on the ship uh, the, the playing with her. Says, oh, we're crashing. You need help. And she guides you through, gets you through. And then uh, you rescue the president and all. And then, then she sends you off to find Idris Elba. And it's all very right. cloak and dagger spy shit. Um, which is very cool because they make you like basically an operative. Like she gives you a sweet thing to join like the secret service and all on your way doing clan- mm-hmm. clandestine shit. Like you actually go up and you have to find like a an old school payphone in a place and put in a code and then it's like rings <laughs> and then you like Idris Elba's giving you fucking secret codes and that. It's funny because like V pick. Uh, Puts in the uh, the code as V you do this, and yeah. then they like they're standing there, and then Johnny appears. And he sort of nods you like towards the receiver, and you pick it up, and you're looking at the receiver like what what the fuck's this? And he, uh, he like motions like put it to your fucking ear because <laughs> like you know you're he v, doesn't know you're what ne- it is. you don't know what it is. <laughs> That's genius. Because after when you were explaining, I was like, "Why the fuck doesn't he know?" I was like, oh, "Of course, it's fucking 2077. Nobody uses yeah. a fucking payphone anymore." I don't. I think there's big kids now. If you said uh, work that payphone, they wouldn't. Yeah. Because when was the last time you used a fucking old school phone? Yeah, true. Can you imagine having them an old rotary phone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure they figured out it's not. But I always hear like you get like really old people being like, "Oh, young people couldn't work this thing." I was like, "Let me break it to you, boys. It's not that complicated." I know no. you might be real proud of yourself for knowing how to work a rotary phone, but like, give <laughs> give a person five minutes and they will have worked that shit out. Trust me. I I once watched my sixteen year old <laughs> nephew try to figure out how to use a tin opener, and he gave up. <laughs> There's certain tin openers, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, that are not easy to use. It was a very old school tin opener that my ah, mom had. right. The, it was the old school one that was like open, like uh, just hinges open, and you just clamp it down on the side of the. T- uh, yeah. No, yeah. they're they're yeah. probably the easier one. That's what I was saying. You know, he just couldn't figure out where to, you know, where to clamp it in. Then I was all. Come on, Kiefer. He was just looking at me like, uh, and like, what, what do you do? I was like, you use that to open the tin. And it's, it was just funny. I just, I do remember laughing. I, probably because I was laughing, he started getting all embarrassed then and just, you know, put the tin down and walked out of the room. But I thought it was funny. <laughs> then, no real old school and just use a knife. Yeah. Because remember that where the wolf well, was like the original tin openers were just like a thing you hopped into the side. Fuck this podcast is taking a weird turn, but you know, <clears throat> I never I, used this... one of those tin openers. I do remember a tin opener broke, and it did open tins with a knife, and that's dangerous. Yeah, that is pretty dangerous. <laughs> Must but have been I... one hell of a knife. Yeah, it was like a, like a big kitchen knife. Oh, so you were Michael Myers in tins for a while? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I did it with one tin. It was like, um, I rarely eat shit out of it. No, I think it was like, you know, like a tin of tuna or something. It was like, usually, oh, yeah. you know, usually they have a ring pull, but for whatever reason, this one didn't. Um, mm. I need to go fucking knifey on it. 
Well, you that's what need... he did ask at one point. Is all is there no ring pull on this? And I was like, well, can you see one? <laughs> what the fuck were you open? That doesn't have it. Why? Why doesn't things have ring? It pulls? was a. I believe it was a well-known brand of uh, chicken soup. Yeah, they should all have ring pulls. Who? No, is he. It, what's he now? Got... You think, uh, two years ago, they they didn't. This is either going to be Heinz or Campbell's. It is the slatter of the two. <laughs> sort your shit out, Campbell's. Get them ring balls. <laughs> I think they have now. <laughs> oh, uh, because of Kiefer. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> have you played anything else, or do we want to half-ass our way through some news? Uh, have I played any anything anything else? Um... Uh, quickly, quickly, quickly. No, I've still just been playing away at MK11. I've got a hell of a lot better with Shao Kahn. Well, he's not Shao Kahn, but you know what I mean. I've got a lot better with him. And I've had a few people, I've got a few quitalities as now. People have got so annoyed with me, they've quit during the match, which I don't understand. You do. It's a fucking, it's a fucking game though. Like, I have, I'm not saying, like, I have had boys who fucking obliterated me and I've been so in awe that I had to do a rematch just to have it happen again. There was a there was a guy who was playing Johnny Cage, and holy shit, he was unbelievable. He beat the living piss out of me, and I had to hit rematch just to have it happen again. Uh, it was like he he knows the game inside out, but it was very very cool. Um, Raiden's very popular, and Gearus is very popular. But uh, funny, you don't see a lot of scorpions and sub zeros anymore. Oh, that's kind of sad. Oh well, that. Don't get me wrong, because in MK11 and X, that was all you fucking seen. So I think it's a nice change-up, to be honest. Like, Can we not Scorpion's do anything my... in moderation? Jesus Christ. I know. Scorpion's my favorite character, but I'm one of those guys that I'd be like, I don't want to just pick Scorpion every time, because you're just seeing Scorpion all day, every day. Which is why I always like to learn a couple of different people. So Shao and Baraka, like I say, he's very good in this, and Reptile. But... And Luke Kang's surprisingly good. But yeah, I'm still playing away at that. Uh, we've got two weeks left of our current season, and then I think the next season is all about Natara. So, uh. Omniballs. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He's out soon. I think they're releasing them all. To, I think the whole character pack's coming out at the same time. They're just teasing them week by week. So it's not like oh. they're releasing one character at a time. They're just going to release everyone yeah. in November. So, see, when you were just saying quickly, I want to mention this. Um, for anyone that need, might be listening needs to hear this, and you're playing Dark Tide, we notice like a lot of people as soon as they go down quit, <laughs> and you need to stop doing that because because as bleak as it may seem to you lying on that floor, it's never over till everyone is fucking down. We have exactly. pulled out some ridiculous saves, like one person left, sometimes me. Uh, being able to get everyone else back up after they've died and just surviving, it is possible. Do not fucking quit until the thing... Actually, just don't quit at all. Yeah. Just take take your oil, but, like... Plus, yeah. if you quit, you don't get your experience. That too. Yeah, so if you... Say, like, we've seen it where we've got near the end of a level, somebody goes down, they quit, it's like, all right, we mightn't finish here, but you're still going to get a rake of experience. It's like, what yeah, are you doing? Uh, but a lot of times uh, we've had people quit and then gone on and finished the level. I mean, like, no, that's, uh, that's happened a few times as well. Had a finish level with a fucking bot. Yep. 
They jobbed themselves out. The hell? Yeah. Anyway. You know, people are like, yeah, stop doing that. Um, if you do it, you know who you are. Right, we, we have news here, and it's not like, I didn't have time to organize any of this, but. Yep. There's some big things happened this past week. Mm-hmm. That we can talk about. Uh, such as, do I new PlayStation? <laughs> PlayStation 6. Not it, really. It's, it's just a slim. Yes. Oh, sorry, quote-unquote slim line. Quote-unquote not so slim. Um, no. A wee bit smaller. So, um, new PlayStation 5 model still looks fucking horrendous. <laughs> it just, no. Nah. It's now got a line going through it where the top half of it is all shiny and the bottom half is matte like the current console. What I don't understand is the disk drive can be bought separately. Yeah, so this is... Uh, for but it gets quid. Very exp- yeah, if, it gets very expensive if you do it that way. So what they've done is they are... So you still have the disk version, but the disk version... Uh, the disc version costs the same as it does now. So usually these slim uh, versions of consoles come with a price drop. Not anymore. Nope. Um, but for the discless, it, is, it costs more um, than the previous one. Am I right in so saying that? So your current PS5 with no disk drive is what, 390? Is it currently that, or is that what it's going to be? No, I remember we were talking about this a, a week or two ago, and we found out that it's currently like 390. Um, we were saying about the iPhone 15, and I was like, you can get two and a half PS5s for that, and we worked it out, and it was like, yep, you can. Yeah, yeah, three ninety. So yeah, the, well, the prices. So the prices are the same. Um, right. They've got the same storage. If it looks like, well, it's a terabyte. Is that that might be slightly more? Mm. Isn't the PlayStation Five like seven hundred and thirty nine gigs or something like that? twenty five. Um. So yeah, if you buy that disk drive, that'll take it up to four ninety, which uh, is a tenner. That's a tenner extra than the one with the built-in disk drive. Oh, okay. Um, Still, I don't doesn't make sense to me why you do it that way. Because they think people will at some point go, "Oh, I wish I had a disk drive. I shouldn't have bought the stupid digital edition." And they're like. <laughs> Oh, buy a disk drive for a hundred hundred pound because the disk drive ain't, ain't worth a hundred pound. No fucking way. Nope. nope. Um. So this thing is uh, it's a thirty percent decrease in volume. Uh, mm. like, you know, how much water it can hold. <laughs> if you want to let me water. Um. 18% reduction in uh, or 18 or 24% reduction um, in weight, depending on the standard or digital editions. Mm. Uh, and 
if you want to stand that vertical, oh yeah, that's right. You're gonna have to fork out an order twenty five quid for the vertical stand because it no longer stands vertically on its own. Fucking stupid. Just Sony there tightening the screws. And then, of course, you'll want your uh, PlayStation. Uh, what did they call it? The stupid screen with the, the controller with the screen. You'll want that to go with it. <laughs> the PlayStation Portal. Portal. Yeah. I always you'll, remember you'll it's want... like, I go, uh, they call it PSP, which is stupid. Uh, portal. Mm. That's what. <laughs> yep. And you'll need one IM to go with it. Fuck, <laughs> big. Um. You get one? Why you got a PS5? <laughs> exactly. Why would you? Yeah, there's absolutely no reason. So they're um they're gonna start selling these pretty soon. November. Um that's in the US anyway. Uh once the current models are go the stock that exists of those is done, that's them gone. They will be replaced by these, just making these going forward. So Oh right, okay. Uh, so RPS fives will be collector's items soon, and Egypt will be overpaying for them for some reason. Egypt have been overpaying for them forever now, anyway. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> what a... uh. Um, the Activision Microsoft crap is finally done. All done. Now we now we wait for Microsoft to. Um, to sack like seventy percent of the employees, which you know yep. that'll happen soon, because it always does. Yep. Yeah. So the um the the whole thing is done. Um, the UK has done the approval, and Microsoft are free to go ahead and finish the deal. Which yep. you will. That's it all done. So we don't have to talk about it anymore. Um, due to that, uh, Bobby Kotick is leaving at the end of this year. But don't be all celebrating like, oh, he's finally going. Like, he's going out with a big fucking payday. Yep. He's going out in the best possible circumstances. He's got a big bag of money. Hell, he gets the last laugh. He tortured his employees mm-hmm. with one last fucking horrendous thing before he went. Yeah, subjecting them all to James Corden. Uh, what the fuck? What an evil man. I would have stormed out. know. <laughs> <laughs> after all you've done, oh, this yeah. is the last straw. Yep, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Fucking James Corden running a fucking meeting. I'd be like, nah, fuck this. That gobs Must you reckon they paid him? Oh, stupid money. And how many employees could they have paid instead? Yep. I hate that, man. Don't know why. He's never done anything personally against me, but I fucking hate him. Because uh, he's uh, really famous, and there's, like, not only is there no reason for him to be as successful and famous, there's, like, a hundred million reasons why he shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, he's just... He's very unfunny. Yeah, he's talentless, like. You heard so many stories of him being an absolute prick in real life, too. Yeah. To lowly serving staff and stuff. 
Look at hey, the fucking stadium. <laughs> is this my Jesus Christ? That's a, that's a face you would just never get tired of punching, is it? He has definitely sold his soul to somebody. Some fucking eldritch horror has him in its pocket. Yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, Bobby was talking some shit at this meeting about Guitar Hero and stuff. <laughs> oh, maybe Microsoft make you Guitar Hero. I don't think they will, Bobby, but whatever. I think everyone at that meeting was just sitting on their head going, everything you say is pointless because you're not going to be here. You don't give a fuck. And he's all talking balls like, I think you'll see things like Neuralink. You'll be able to interact with things and play with your brain. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Would you just leave? Take your money and get the fuck out. Never darken our door again. You think that the fucking Elon Musk killed a bunch of monkeys with? <laughs> Who the fuck's going to put that in their head? Actually, there's probably are people, but they'll die. Yeah. Also, you already use your brain to play games, you fucking twat. I know. I... Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah. That... It, the worst thing is, is is the payoff he's getting to. He, does, he doesn't deserve any of it. Yeah, he'll get a big bonus because his deed went through. Mm. Like, I would say massive. Yep. Eight figures, maybe. Probably more. Probably. No. Wouldn't be in the billions, would it? Actually, it might be. This was like a $70 billion yep. deal. He could be getting in the walking out of this week. Billions. He's already a billionaire, so what the fuck? Piece of shit, Pete. Carney, piece of shit. I, I maintain that. See, when you get a certain amount of money. Mm. You go a bit wrong. Oh, yeah, six hundred million, but still, that's above the, that's above the threshold for your your brain going a bit wrong. Yeah, I mean that, that's over half a billion. He's getting like you, you six hundred million. You should not be anywhere near making decisions that affect people's lives. You should yeah. not be allowed. You're you're not of sound mind anymore. You don't yeah. know. You don't know the world. Nope. You're living in this wee fucking bubble. You can't be making decisions. It's the same uh, like we, um, uh, what do you call him? Um, Tim Sweeney, we were talking about before, and I'm doing, oh, we're spending too much money at Epic. Let's sack everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you shouldn't be allowed to make that call. That's not right. Yep. Uh, you should not be in charge. You have too much money. There, there should be a point where you get. A certain you had a certain threshold of money, and then you get to go. Hey, you won! You won life. Go over here and sit down now, and and go like let's just you go on the island, take it easy. Don't need to like we're taking all your stuff off you. You go over here with your money. You won. Good job, guy. Right, have nothing to do with anything anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we'll make them fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd be, I'd be for that. That'd be fucking lethal. <laughs> um, Disney CEO speaking of weirdos, Bob Bob Iger. He's 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 that the uh, the guy who's being a dickhead to the writers and that. 
Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But if he's claiming that he was being pushed to uh, acquire a major game publisher and name dropped EA. Hmm. Yeah. That's, um... I don't, don't know if that would be an awful idea. Yeah, that, that's, I'm not, that's not going to be cheap either. No. Uh, uh, but all this buying and shit, it's, it's, never, it's yeah. never good. It just ends up with people losing jobs. And yep. like, Disney have... So they don't publish any games at the minute. They license all their shit. But mm. um, they have in the past and yes. um, always got out. I, I don't know how many times they they've been like they self published, but in it, like they they get fed up with it and then go, ah, oh, we're just going to license stuff. And that's where we are right now. That's uh, and now there's all these rumblings of uh, they want the buy EA. And if he aren't willing to sell, you know, they'll be like, they'll just be like, all right, well, who can we buy them? We have to buy somebody. Instead of hiring people and creating their own team, we just have to buy someone. I uh, know. I think if, um, yeah, if Disney come calling, I think everyone's up for sale, to be honest. Mm. Um, and EA is pretty much the biggest about. So if you're, if you're targeting EA, and they would sell, they definitely. But I guess that's yeah. just an example of a big publisher. <clears throat> but it's weird because we're getting less and less big publishers around now. Um, which, uh, I don't know. Is that a good thing, bad thing? Is that more room for people to go away and start new things? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> at the same time, like it's not like any of these big publishers are doing anything that's blowing anyone away at the moment. Um, no, that's true. Just sticking with the same old shit and uh, sort of, you know, got themselves into a corner where, you know, Ubisoft can't make anything but Assassin's Creed for the rest of time. Yep. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, probably not going to come with this. It's just a guy talking shit. I can't see it happening. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Blizzard did a thing. <laughs> oh, Blizzard did a thing. Blizzard always doing things. Remember when people used to like Blizzard? Yep. They used to think they were great. Yep. They were like the good guys of the gaming world. And then Activision bought them. Mm-hmm. And it all went downhill from there. Uh, so Overwatch 2, they, um, this, they're doing Diablo stuff. Um, the, and there is a, who's the skin for? It's a Lilla skin, which is, isn't she the? Oh, it's for Moira. Moira. A scientist who I liked. Right. And Love is the main bad guy from Diablo 4. I believe so. Uh, and they have this skin. And it will cost you £35. For a skin. For a skin. 
Well, the skin, it's two, it's a pack of two skins, both Diablo inspired. However, everyone says the other skin, can't even remember who it's for, but everyone says it's Pish. So, and everyone just wanted the little skin. So you you are basically paying 35 quid for the good skin. You can't even buy the skin by itself. <laughs> it's like they know what, it's they like know what they they're doing. Yep. It's like, hey, this skin looks a bit shit. Uh, let's just stick them together, charge 40 quid, 35 yep. quid, whatever. Um, and call it a day. Uh, I mean, don't buy no one. Don't don't buy this thing. It is yeah. very. It's like the whole skin economy is is it's been pretty out of control. Um, yeah, I mean, just a quick update on what we were talking about last week. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw game. Uh, they've released their, you know, uh, pictures of their new. skin quote-unquote skins that they want a tenor for uh they're not even actual skins they're just palette swaps oh that, that's bad you should, like yeah. so no work went into them at all they're literally just palette swaps the skit the the clothing on the uh the survivors is the exact same they're just different colors and there's there's a whole kick up about it now so i don't know um but yeah just talking about the price of skins and stuff it is getting out of hand hey? Yeah, I mean, people keep buying them, so they'll they'll keep doing it, or enough people buy I them. I don't mind paying for a cool skin. Like, there's a there. Like I said, MK you has a buy. yeah, MK has a rotating shop, right? And I don't know why, but I think everyone was given was it six hundred free credit. For something, I think there was a day the servers were down or something, so to compensate, they give everyone six hundred thing, which is enough to buy a single premium skin. Um, so you know, you check the rotating shop, and they had a they call it the Deadly Alliance Scorpion skin, and it looked class apart from the head. And I was like, you just you fucked that up. So I'm not paying for that. And I think that there's nothing worse than when you know. There's a skin for a character that you want, and it's designed on something that you really liked, and then it's awful looking, and it's, you know, they, they, they put they put the quote well, you know, a lot of people do some good work on skins and stuff and all that there, but the prices are just getting out of hand. I think to buy that skin without the free credit, sorry, that's what I was meant to be getting at. The free credit, uh, I think it's like, is it eight ninety nine or something? So it's like nine pound for an MK skin. <clears throat> yeah. Surely, if they made these cheaper, more people would buy them, and they'd make just as much money. It's not like there's a manufacturing cost attached to them once it's made. So nope. that's that's what gets me. Like, there's no physical resources going into churning these out, so they have no justification for selling them for like pricing I, so many people out of them. I remember when Street Fighter Four was released, and they done the skins pack. They had a pack of 12 different skins or costumes, whatever you want to call them. And I think they were £4. And even at that time, people were like, £4 for costumes? Jesus. And it was like a costume for basically the entire cast of the game at that time. You know? Yeah. That was £4 back then. (laughs) And now Blizzard won £35 for a skin. Yeah. And you can are free to play or you don't need to buy it all you want. It's like the even the fact that they're asking yeah. is fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. The the fact they, they expect anyone to 
to pay that much mm. um, for, like, I think that it's frankly not worth that amount of money. No. Like, yeah, there's... Uh, and, the, and it's not like they had to pay, you know, to get the use of the skin, because it's another one of their own games. Yeah. So, it's not even yeah. a licensing thing. And it's like the the artist that designed it's done. They've been paid already, so like it's not mm-hmm. like you're supporting them. It's just it's pure fucking greed. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Uh, please do not buy that. No. Um, I don't know what the player base in Overwatch is like these days, but. The uh, yeah, I have no no idea. Um, they're not helping things. Um, how do you feel about a new uh, Peter Molyneux game? Oh, seen this? What a pile of shit! Set in the land of Albion. Uh, like, oh, pay attention to my game. Like f- the Fable series. Yeah, yeah. A series that he no longer has anything to do with. I suppose technically, though, he just can't call his game the land, or, you know, he can claim that, oh, this is set in a land called Albion. Doesn't have to be the Fable Albion, but it's just called Albion. This is true, but uh, it's awfully, uh... Aye. <laughs> it's a bit of a fucking coincidence there. It's um, definitely on the nose, eh? Uh, Microsoft should come from him and take all his money. That's oh, what I think. that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, do it, lying bastard. He deserves nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He is the biggest. He is the biggest grifter in gaming. Oh Jesus Christ, he is. He is a con man. Um, did anything else happen? Um, um, Pete Hines retired. Oh yeah, that's the Starfield guy. Yeah, well, he's a lot more than Starfield. He's been a yeah, but yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's like going out on uh, um, wouldn't call it going out with a bang. Going out with a um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. <laughs> and then he he's gone. Um, they also lost some uh, lead. Uh, forget the name. Uh, lead mission designer who's gone to some other developer who, with a bunch of fucking like ex Skyrim people making an open world game hmm. um, so yeah maybe god I don't know Bethesda needed to do something different yeah 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 uh, Word Song Studios Will Shen lead quest designer um, so this Word Song Studios is um, a bunch of ex Bethesda guys. Hmm. So maybe they'll do something. Never and know. It'll be good, and it'll be new. I guess Starfield. <laughs> Starfield is new, but it's definitely not new. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you've never made a game called Starfield, but this is this is a Fallout game. Yeah, you can tell this is one of your games. Like a, yeah. uh, it's 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 not different enough. 
Um, Formula E have launched uh, an NFT game. I th- did they not get the fucking memo or something? I don't know. It's Formula E. In the hell, I. I bet you they were just in the they were in the process of slapping it together, you know, trying to get the quick book, and they were like, "Ah, fuck that NFT shit's going down the shitter." Ah, well, finish it and throw it out. We might make a few bob. You never know. Wasn't Formula One covered in like Crypto.com for a while there? It was. I. Uh, this sort of thing just attracts this it don't, shit. Uh, money attracts fucking people trying to expunge it out of them. Ha <laughs> ha. Um. Uh, the only other wee bit of news actually is uh, I still haven't played it myself, and I will get round to playing it. Uh, Lies of P is apparently selling very well. Yeah, it's done one million copies, mm. uh, and within, they promised that there will be DLC. Um, that's a a decent number for a wee indie game. It, it, it is an indie game, but Jesus, it doesn't look like one graphically. I think it looks really good. Did you ever play the demo, or have you tried it yet? Or? Yeah, yeah, I played play the demo. Um, and yeah, I thought it looked fantastic. It pretty good. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to pick that up. But I keep, I keep getting sidetracked because I know obviously that new Sonic game came out today. Uh, but I'm gonna wait for that to go in the cheap because. Oh yeah, Sonic. Uh, I'm not uh, superstars. Yeah, as much as I love Sonic games, I'm not paying fifty five quid for a two D Sonic game. You know. Mm. Um, and then there was something else came out today that caught. Oh yeah, Alan Wake Two came out today. What? Yeah, Alan Wake Two came out today. Uh, that came out to no fanfare whatsoever. Ah, is it a fucking Epic Game Store exclusive? That's why I haven't yeah. seen it. That's why. Is that Epic exclusive? I think so. I tried playing the first one again, and I, I just couldn't get into it. This looks very different. Yeah, yeah, this looks more up my my street than the original. Yeah. Um, the, the original, I, I just couldn't. I forgot to mention. Um, oh, it's twenty seventh. Sorry, twenty seventh, not seventeenth. Right. 27th. I was wondering. I still think it might. Actually, I'm not sure now. Um, another demo I played off Steam. Uh, their next quest, next best thing. Uh, that you might want to check out. Echoes of the Living. Right. I saw that one. No. 90s survival horror. Ooh. Um, but it is going so fucking hard into the uh, Resi 2. Like, <laughs> um, you know, we always bring bring up Torment the Souls, but I just think Torment the Souls does such a good job of both, like, taking inspiration from multiple games like that, yeah. but at the same time being its own thing. Um, but this is very much like, I mean, yep. we made a Resident Evil 2. No, you can't, cannot use any controls but tank controls. Yeah. That's like it's throwing me off. It's like, man, uh, survival horror is more than a shitty control scheme. Please get, yep. get over your fucking self. Um, but I played a bit of it. it uh, it plays like a Resident Evil game. Hmm. I have to look at that. Because I still have to pick up that um that them and us one that you were chatting about. Said it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's all right. Um. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's a bit janky, but like you expect that from these games. 
Mm. Uh, do we have any R news worth talking about? Not that I can think of. Uh, Epic Games laid off half of Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. That's right. I, that was only released, announced today, wasn't yeah. it? No, they mm. sold Bandcamp a good while ago. Um, but before they did, uh, they they sacked. <laughs> that, that's that's just the the way. Like, fuck, fuck Tim Sweeney. Just fuck Tim Sweeney. There's a like, yep. let's buy this company. Um, that they had no business buying because Bandcamp's a thing for people to put music up and sell their albums on. Uh, that you know, as an alternative to Spotify and whatever. Um. Proceeds to buy it, does nothing with it, sacks half the staff, sells it on yep. to a fucking marketing company. It's like, that's yeah. just, that should be illegal. Someone arrest that man. Yeah. What a fucking prick. Ah, piece of shit. Another piece of shit. Carney piece of shit. Carney piece of shit. Uh, I guess uh, I guess we can talk about wrestling properly, <laughs> Pro- like real wrestling, not that real wrestling, not that carny bullshit fake wrestling. <laughs> um, I need to find what happened on the shows because I can't remember. Dynamite was very good. It was title Tuesday. Well, Tuesday. Yeah, Dynamite happening on the Tuesday because of, I don't know, baseball or something. I'm um, Yeah, there must have been some sport thing. Um, but it was an extra 14 minutes long. Yeah. Um, I guess they were put, pulling out all the stops to try to to beat um, NXT because they were going up against NXT. Uh, mm. I don't think they did it, but... Uh, well, NXT pulled out a few stops as well, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch NXT. So... No, I, I just heard the fucking everyone going mad that Undertaker was there, and I was like, hey, why the fuck is Undertaker on it? Ah, oh, dynamite. <laughs> Did he do anything? He uh, completely wrecked um, Steiner's son. I bet he had that coming, man. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what the problem was? Steiner wow. didn't add Kurt Angle into the equation. Oh, Jesus Christ. He fucked up his math. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been paying attention to what his uncle said. So, not only did this uh, Dynamite have an extra 10 minutes, officially, 10 minutes, uh, it also had a buy in. Oh, that's right. Fuck, I forgot. I haven't watched that yet. With Rene Paquette. Or, <laughs> you haven't watched it? It's Eddie Kingston versus Suzuki. I know. They just chopped the ever-loving shit each other for the I whole thing. I did. Oh, shit, I know what I'm doing after I finished recording here. I don't even know if you called a wrestling match. Just slapping each other. <laughs> Class. Eddie wins, obviously. Oh, it was for his... Was it his Ring of Honor or his New Japan belt? Uh, both. Both. By, oh, by the likes, looks of things, he likes putting both on the line, doesn't he? Yeah. And then afterwards, he gets sort of challenged by—is it Jay Lethal? Um, 
Yes. Mm. Um, I don't know if that happened there. Then I think it happened somewhere else. There was a very funny part though when when he was uh, so he does his usual thing when he's you know fighting one of the, the Japanese guys like he's like gives him the ring bows and, yeah and leaves. And it goes back to the the commentary desk. Um, uh, uh, we Taz and Excalibur and then. Eddie Kingston comes over and starts a whole causes all sorts of mischief. Starts <laughs> hugging Taz and all. <laughs> Class. And then he's like, Rene and RJ City are, are on the ramp. And then you see him like going to leave then, but then he comes up behind them and he just runs up behind him and then he high fives Rene Priquette and then gives RJ City the middle finger and then runs away. <laughs> was, I love Eddie Kingston so much. It was very good. He's like uh, a big kid when he knows, like, oh, I'm done for the day. I can muck around now. Because <laughs> we're not on TV yet. It was very good. Um, as well, though, the other important part in the pre-show, you were supposed to have John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix for the yes. international title, but um, John Moxley wasn't cleared to wrestle. Uh, so we've got Tony Khan uh, with Tony Schiavone. Uh, announcing this, and then Hook and Orange Cassidy come up, and Hook is like, "It's got to be, it's got to be Cassidy," and gives him the match. Hmm. So that's how that came about. Very good. He does it like where, where Tony Khan's like, "Oh, do do you want the match?" And then Cassidy's like, "Well, uh, yeah, you know, Cassidy style." Yep. And then Tony Khan's like, "Are you sure? Because I can find it." It's like, "Nope, I'll take it." <laughs> it's like straight away. Um, Very yeah. good. So this this was a very good episode of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's, I don't give a shit about any of that. Um, oh, the Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Oh, the ratings bollocks. Yeah, but yeah. like. We'll say this did it does they do push to put on something special. Yeah. But obviously like uh, if you're doing a week on week it, it wouldn't it would become not special and they would lose one. Exactly. But we get uh, this this good one off. Um so like starting off with the Brian Danielson versus Swerve Stricken, the uh, winner would go on the face question. Very quickly before the episode even starts, we open with Christian actually claiming that because oh, yeah. of him there will be no ad breaks for half an hour because he is the man. And then he turns to some wee jobber and goes, all right, asshole, start the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another right. thing they, they did. Enjoyed that. To get the ratings boost. Um, yeah, so we've never seen Danielson's for Strickland. They did not disappoint for an excellent match. Brilliant. Hey. Um, Brilliant. You guys are, are very, very good at this and they work really well together. Um, and finish was very interesting. Uh, obviously, Nana was trying to do the same thing he did with Hangman, and uh, out of nowhere comes Hangman mm. and grabs Nana's thing, and Danielson gets swerve in, and you're like, "Oh, these two aren't done." Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hangman stops Swerve from cheating, which costs him the match. Yep. So, so Hangman's in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, and we're going to get Danielson versus Christian. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, mm. Powerhouse Hobbs absolutely fucking annihilated Chris Jericho. Fucking emptied him. This, this, this was a fucking squash. And they did the whole thing where it was like Jericho had to be taken to the hospital. Either we got the part backstage with uh, Danny Garcia uh, looking mm. all concerned for him. Um, yep. Yeah. So Powerhouse Hobbs is with Don Callis now and has just squashed Chris Jericho. He's a fucking big time player. Like, <laughs> like there's no other way to describe that. That was a squash. It was a squash. Like Jericho got very little offense and very, very little. Mm. Hobbs just, man, it was it like six spine busters he did. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cold did another thing with Marty Strong, the kingdom. <laughs> Mowed his grass this time. And he mowed lawn. There was a giraffe. That's right. Uh, Strong said TV is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> TV's the devil. And there's no phone signal or nothing. <laughs> what did he say? I've been here a week. <laughs> yeah. I haven't changed the oh. shirt. Wearing the same clothes. <laughs> Has Adam Cole been kidnapped? I think so. Like low key kidnapped. Yep, I think so. Brilliant though. Very, very, very good. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix for the AEW International Title. Hmm. Um. I guess like Phoenix was never supposed to have this. Moxley lost yeah. because of a concussion. Um, Cassidy's been looking all sort of forlorn or, well, more so than usual. Mm. Looking at people with belts and sighing. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Belt. Um, it's a pretty quick match, but it was, it was, it was a good match. Well, is Phoenix Fast suffering? That's what, that's what I was wondering. It was very quick. Um, Mm. And that seems to be the thing with international titles. Like, if you have it, you're injured. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cassidy wins the international title back. Yep. Um, it's a belt back. But you noticed this more than I definitely did, but I went back and you were right. Um, when he gets out of the ring with a title, he, he's very, um, how did you describe it? Very precious. My precious. Yeah, just the way he's staring at it. Yeah. Uh, he's like in a trance. And then uh, Trent sort of goes to slap him on the shoulder like a well done thing, man, well done. And he sort of gives him a look like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're my friend. You're my friend. That's right. You're my friend. So yeah, Are we going to get some sort of orange cast a heel turn? How, how would that bad. even work? I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see if he could do it, but uh, very good stuff. Um, I'm guessing at some point Mox will get another match with Cassidy. Mm. Um, RG City did a thing with Tony Storm. Lovers lament. Oh yeah, like so. So I didn't get this at first. This played d- during commercials, which makes a Picture. lot more sense. It was yes, it was very fucking strange watching it and like big screen. 
Aye. And then some. sometimes there was music, sometimes there wasn't. You're like, yep. what's going on? It's like, all oh, right, it's supposed to be down in the corner. Yes. Right. I didn't when... get this till after as well. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get this is her persona, but this is a bit much to just be showing on TV, especially for the length that went on. At mm. one point, I was like, this is really fucking weird. And then it was, it was like Excalibur came back from the first or second break. He then explained, you know, thanks. For, we hope you enjoyed your, your small picture and picture movie. And I was like, oh, that makes 10 times more sense though. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Gotta be honest, wasn't working for me for a while until I realized, right? All oh, right, that's what that's for. That makes yes. sense. Right. That's a good use of that. Just a wee Tony Storm down the corner, just fucking doing stupid shit. Hamming it up while you're yeah. looking at fucking, I don't know, what do, what do they have in America for? Car insurance. Car insurance. <laughs> Americans love their car insurance ads. They um, crash their cars, possibly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, makes 10 times more sense now. So I think this could be a regular thing with her gimmick is these wee short movies during picture in picture. Mm. Good use of it. Very good use of it. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow squashed Matt Siddell. Yep, he did. I was happy about that as last week's Griff Garrison, but no. Okay. Okay. Guess I had to be done. Um, Swerve gets revenge on Hangman cost him his match with uh, Jay White it was a very good match as well uh, Hangman has not defeated Jay White then still hasn't nope ever even in New Japan he's 4 I, Jay White's 4-0 on him um, which uh, yeah. you pretty much knew this was going to happen because right? Jay White's Still got MJF's belt. Yeah. Like and Jay White is fucking phenomenal, so he is. He's so good. I I'm glad. He he's the guy I think has benefited the most from getting rid of Punk. Because he's kind of just he's taking that spot. He's getting more yeah. time because Punk's not there anymore. He's getting it's his face where Punk used to be. Yep. Um, all for that. Um yeah, MJF comes after it comes out after the man's mm. belt back. Now apparently this got a lot of flack. Um and I guess it's because of the whole thing, you know, the Israel Palestine stuff uh is happening at the minute. Um but see me and my naivete mm-hmm. so the, Juice Robson has the role of of quarters. And yeah, I remember, does. like, as a being like MGF goes goes off on one, but like uh, that was a like that was going back to MGF describing being bullied in school, and the yes, remember he says uh, they threw the quarters at him and say pick yeah, it yeah, up, yeah. you boy. Um, apparently people didn't didn't take any of this. It was like, oh, it's what's going on in the minute. It's very fucking um uh, inappropriate. Um. Yeah, MGF defender is like, hey, look, this is my, this is a personal story. This isn't anything, any commentary it's stuff that's happened today. This actually hmm. happened to me. Uh, yeah. I I didn't really get it. Um, nor did I think it was inappropriate because it's all within the context of that show. 
Yeah. I mean, Juice Robinson is known for putting the quarters in his hands and punching people with them. Yeah, he does that as well. <laughs> he, he's he's done that quite a few times to people. So obviously, when he done when he was bringing it up with MJF, MJF was triggered because of the childhood stuff, the bullying. Yes. Yeah, it had nothing to do with what was going on in the world at the moment. Yeah, and that's people. To me, that's people fishing for something to complain about. No one was being anti-Semitic. Nope. Um, yes, the trauma from an anti-Semitic thing that happened to MJF in his past, that's what made him go mad. But like Juice Robinson himself just says, I'm going to use this roller course to punch you in the face because yep. that's the thing I do. Yeah. <laughs> like He's done it to in quite a few match. people. Yeah, it's just I I was I was kind of I was kind of surprised by that when I was told it was like wow, was like Mm. there's worse things to be worrying about right now, uh, yeah, than getting mad at MGF who is a Jewish man, yeah. (laughs) Um, she'd have got her title back. Yeah, all I can say is thank fuck. I was worried a few times. I was like, oh, God. You know, the spray paint and all that, or the, the fucking spray can. And I was like, oh, shit, this is how she beats her at all this here. Do you know the one point I love, though? Yeah. Uh, is, you know, she or Soraya does her shouty thing. She was doing it at the start of the match. Mm. And she just clocked her. <laughs> Take that fucking shouty shit and get out of my face. Let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> just pissed her in her jaw. And I was like, yep. This, this is going to be a Japanese fucking lesson for you, love. <laughs> Even though, we you know, like, you know, Soraya's not the best in the ring, but just the idea of wanting Shida to get the title back, to have a proper run with it, and being so yep. disappointed with Sarai taking off her in the first place in London and that, the, like, that made it, like, proper fucking edge of your seat. Yep. Every fall, you're like, oh, shit. Um, I know. And then, like, when Sheeta kicks out, it was a, a, a second nightcap. Yes, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> um, I was, I was, I was losing oof, it off the sofa. Aye. I was like, <laughs> but uh, so, t- titles back where it belongs. That, that back where it belongs, hundred percent. Um, like. I love Sheeta a bit. Absolutely phenomenal wrestler, but I do feel she, she struggled to work a wee bit with Soraya because there was a couple of her moves and they weren't they didn't have the same snap on them. I noticed. I think was, Soraya you just sort of have to go easy with her because of her neck. I, I, I figured that's what it was. Because I was like, there's no way she's going to do the Falcon Arrow. That's obviously one of her big things. The one on um, the top rope? Yeah, yeah, the Avalanche Falcon Arrow. Um... I mean, she got the normal one in, so I managed to sort of do that with her okay, but I was thinking there's no way they're doing the avalanche one. And then, obviously, her finisher is a fucking knee to the face. And I was like, are they going to be all right doing that to Soraya? No, they didn't do it, though. They didn't do it. It was uh, finished with a roll-up. Finished with a roll-up. Um, There's uh, a backstage segment which was pretty good where MJF actually gets through to Adam Cole on the phone. Um, <laughs> and then we get the acclaimed daddy ass and uh, the whole Max Caster thing. Keep saying he's MJF's boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> um, 
But immediately, the Max Caster offers up the services of Claim and Daddy Ass for four way match. Oh, that's right, because that's right because they challenged Max, the four of them. If he can get three people who can tolerate him, it is going to end up being the acclaimed. Isn't oh, it? yeah. Daddy Ass wasn't too happy. Nope. Just to fight the Wayans again. Yep. Oh, that's right, though. He'll have to go up against <laughs> the fucking Wayans again. Keep forgetting. Uh, Adam Copeland taking on Luchasaurus. First match in AEW. I will give Copeland one thing. He did make Luchasaurus look like a fucking monster. He just... He, look, he did look like he was struggling with him. I mean... Not like you would have a choice. Yeah. Although... Copeland's a big boy, like. Um, I mean, I thought it was it was a grandma. It wasn't particularly long. Um, it was very much like this is just was, edge. There's there's yeah. nothing new or exciting there. It's, it's it was more about the aftermath more than anything. Uh, I guess, yeah. Um, so edge edge wins, and then we get the fucking everyone just comes out for a brawl. That's basically what happens. We do need to talk about Christian's fucking promo beforehand. <laughs> Basically tell Edge, hey, when you're done here, I'm going to go ride your wife. Oh, uh... <laughs> And then I'm going to father your kids. Yep. That, that's kind of his thing, isn't it? This is the whole thing now. Um, did, any, did you watch um, Rampage? Anything happen there? Uh... Um, uh, don't that's a no that is a no <laughs> I, did, I watched it today actually that's bad I watched uh, it today and no nothing overly exciting uh, I thought there would be something to, to cover up me looking for this what match no. we're on anyway um Sky Blue oh, Sakura. Well, no Sky Blue beat Yami Sakura for that, yeah. that was the challenge for the TBS title, which I don't know why we'd do that since it's, it's open challenge. Yeah, you you just need to ask and Statlander will knock your head off for you. Jay Lethal, Trent Breda, Garcia, Danny Magic, Coolhand versus the Hardys and Brothers A, Gates of Agony versus Claudio Castanelli and Wiener Yuta. Mm. Um... And Collision opened with uh, with a promo with Christian Cage coming out again. Mm. A lot of Christian Cage. Um, he has a whole security. Yep. Who was the big guy in the suit? That's KM. He's a well-known Ohio wrestler. Right. I'm not going to lie. For a second, I was like, did they make Luchasaurus shave his head and take the mask off and put a suit on? <laughs> because I didn't see Luchasaurus about and then saw him outside uh, the ring and was like, oh, right, okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's KM. And then the wee man that was beside him is Jake Christ. So both them guys are good, good mates for Callahan. They they work in Callahan's um, revolver. Pro- revolver. So they obviously needed some local talent for the security. So... KM's done dark a few times. I right. think Jake Chris done one or two as well. No more of that. 
No more of that. Um. Yeah, so he comes out. Um. Then. Copeland comes out. Yep. Uh, Christian tells him to hit the bricks. Yep. And Danielson comes out. Um, because he's facing Christian for his TNT title that night. Um, and he tells us that Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus are banned from ringside. And then Ricky Starks and Big Bill come out. Mm. They're very, he's, uh, they're on the side of Christian. And I want to hear your thoughts on what did you think about that we exchange between Starks? Yeah. And Copeland. I don't like it when wrestlers do this. And how much of a fucking idiot did Adam Copeland look in that moment? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I Why? get it. You don't you don't have a script anymore. I get that, but um <laughs> what are you at? Watch yourself in there, shoot, buddy. Cam the fuck down, like Yeah, it's all doing the right, oh you just doing the rock, which like, I'm sure Ricky Starks is absolutely fucking sick to death of hearing. Yep. Um, and then Ricky Starks was in the mind, like, oh, that really put me over the edge. Wink, yep. wink. And then yep. he goes, and then he's just like, ah, bro. Uh, uh. It's like, God, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yep. Here was us thinking you were a professional. Yep. It's like, ah, wait, I, I don't like it when they do that I've, it's, I've seen it happen once or twice oh that was the other time it happened actually that was the one interesting stroke awkward thing in Rampage I was trying to remember Santana and Ortiz were cutting a promo you know face to face and I, I, I think the cameraman thought he was going to get killed at one point these these two were not cutting promos at one stage oh right they, they were like just ripping on each other and I was like oh shit this is yeah. awkward <laughs> Like yeah, we couldn't be as awkward as like that. The the Adam Copeland was was him just being a bit bit of a wee shitbag, like just I, being a like not being able to take Starks, um, yep. and then trying to come back at him and just coming across as real petty. Yep, Jesus. I hope he doesn't have to try and cut a promo with MJF. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, minced. I get what you're saying. It's like, right, maybe he's not used to being sent out there and be like, right, off you go, do a promo. No, no, I do uh, not have a script. Uh, and and sort of <laughs> lost the run of himself a bit, but Jesus, that was yeah, bad. But he, he should still know better. Like, you would I, I, think I, I, that. Yeah, he should know better than. It's like, oh, I'm trying to make myself look good, but. Um... <laughs> like oh, oh you're just the rock come on that was just weak man just terrible as you say if you try if you try shit like that against uh, MJF he will get eviscerated yeah get roasted alive like he's just uh put him in there with hangman hi <laughs> <laughs> he's the most dangerous promo in all wrestling apparently so <laughs> Um, he'll, do, he'll do a cartwheel <laughs> <laughs> FTR came out as well that's right and then they all fought with security 
yeah. while, the, while the Christian ran away. Fuck, I loved Nigel McGuinness at this point. He's the attacking security guards. These these men are savages. <laughs> he was right though. They just attacked the security guards for no fucking reason. Should the security attacked them first? Uh, Did they not? Well, I, no, I'm pretty sure they tried to get a Christian, and security was in the way, and they just attacked the security. And then Danielson. It was when Danielson had to be security man in the the bell lock. Fucking McGinnis was going nuts. <laughs> I get McGinnis is fucking unbelievable. Oh, he's great, hey. His whole Bobby Heenan style thing is Yep. Yeah, I do love it. Um The clan bigger. I, I never stop laughing when he says that. I don't know why bigger. I find it so fucking funny. Maybe mostly because I don't know what a clan digger is or where that <laughs> comes from. It's just so Brit- fucking <laughs> Brittle Brian Danielson. Um MJF doing uh stand up to Jewish hate charity event. Yeah, I'm wondering is that off the back of There's no way in that few days they went and fucking put all that together. Couldn't have been. Mm. That's a thing you yeah. would have had booked already. Surely. Yeah, true. Maybe they uh, like Maybe only to decide to show it here because of that, but I don't think it needs saying either. No, Jesus Christ. Um, Joe beat Willie Mack. That was a good match for the ROH World Title. It was a good match. Eric Willie Mack, big fan of Willie Mack. Joe breaking this. Uh, Joe breaking this record. Do you think? Longest uh, What's he? Twenty something days away. He's creeping up there in Jay Lethal's record. Right. Is, isn't it Jay Lethal? Yeah, it's Jay Lethal. Three uh, days. Can't see it being stopped by time between them. No. Uh, CJ Perry. Uh, seems like she might. <laughs> <laughs> might have her. Sorry. I just remembered what happened. What? Well, she's obviously doing her whole promo about uh, you know I'm looking for you know people they manage and all this here. Then we action Andretti comes along, going, "Hey, good help it over here, yada yada yada." And then we fast forward a wee bit, and Miro's cutting a promo about basically any person who my wife manages, I will obliterate. And he just <laughs> reaches over to the side and he pulls over poor wee action Andretti, and he just he just looks like he's gonna have him for a fucking snack or something, <laughs> and then basically shoves him to the side and says, basically anyone who tries to think my wife will manage them, I will obliterate you. So. I just I, I laughed so hard when I seen that. <laughs> I guess um I guess that's not happening then. I I it's gonna she's gonna manage Miro and he's gonna go on a fucking tear. Uh just Robinson beating Chris will Chris Christopher Daniels. <laughs> Good to see Daniels still at it, hey? Yeah. He's still solid no. going. It's still fucking brilliant, eh? Go out and put someone over now and again. All right. Um. After that, we uh, we we see uh, just gets a a wee diamond ring. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going oh, for this. Uh, but we've got a 
the uh, what are, what are they called? The dynamite, the dynamite diamond battle royale. Yes, that's the one. And then whoever wins that has to face MJF for that ring. Mm-hmm. And Juice Robinson basically says, "I'm gonna win it, and I'm gonna take it off you, and then I'm gonna pawn it." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh. So Jay Jay White gives him um, a different ring that he hits Daniels with. That's right, the clock for Daniels with a big left hand of God. I could see that happen though. Just yep. going to be the one to win the thing. Yep, and I can see him taking it off MJF because there's going to be shenanigans about something shocking. Uh, Dawson Rose says he's going to be in it. You're like, okay. <laughs> he did. He did manage to go a. Uh, he does a do. promo. Yeah, without saying five decades, <laughs> he did it. It was. It was very much still a Dustin Rose promo, though. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I still got it. I'm in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. it, was, it was his version of the, the, the Dax Harwood, my family. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Feeding my family. Oh, dear. Uh, Nick Wayne has an interview with his ma. <laughs> JR, that's going to be fucking great. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> JR, oh. could you please uh, stop staring and oh. actually do the interview? I hope Christian's there, though. Oh, I hope so. Um, Kay Fletcher beat Boulder. <laughs> I, do, I do love the Iron Savages. Kay Very Fletcher, entertaining. Kay Fletcher's fucking amazing. Though. He is really good. Um, yeah. Really like him. Uh, yeah, Claim's going to defend against 2.0 and Jake Hager. I, I still call 2.0. I think so. I'm reading this. Cool hand. Luke and Daddy Magic. Well, um, Excalibur keeps calling them the former Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's all you can call them. <laughs> um, Statlander defend against uh, Sky Blue. This is actually pretty good. Yep, it was. Um, Sky Blue got crazy makeup on because Julie Hart spat in her face, I guess. I guess so. Um, she another one that's going to turn. Yeah. Um, Statlander wins here, obviously, but they're at the... Sky Blue seemed a little bit salty at the end. And then Willow came out. And Willow comes out and is all like, never be, and Statlander's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah, There's yeah, something yeah. going on. And Nigel McGuinness put it as sometimes being the champion is lonely or lonely being the champion. Hmm. Um. Oh yeah, speaking of Kyle Fletcher beating Boulder, he also challenged Kenny Omega for Dynamite, so that's going to be amazing. Yep, that's going to be fantastic. The, yes, do this. I could see Omega put them over too, because obviously... Callus will be there being a yep. fucking bastard. Yep, easily see Kenny Omega put him over. But you know, even if uh, if if 
Fletcher doesn't win. He's still over because you, you were just in a match with Kenny Omega. Five stars. <laughs> People base entire careers on being in a match with Kenny Omega. Yep. So true. Big Danny never did that for anyone, did he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was an LFI promo who are coming back some sometime. So we're so, so told. fucking happy to see them coming back. <laughs> yeah, but where? Hopefully it's soon. Has to be soon. After that weave yet, has to be soon. Uh, Keith Lee squashed out Turb. Ah, no. Poor Turb. <laughs> I thought the... Are they still doing the, the chain tailored stuff? I think so, I, I guess. I, I guess. I thought we were done with that. I don't know. Uh, no, no, no offense to Shane Taylor, but that's a... A waste of Keith Lee. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we ever got a payoff to the Keith Lee Swerve Strickland stuff. No, and I think we Keith, never... Keith Lee should be doing bigger stuff than Keith Lee shouldn't be anywhere near Ring of Honor. No, like Ring of, Ring of Honor is great, no, but no, Keith Lee's a bigger star than that. Yeah, should be top billing guy. Yep, he should be like looking at MJF. Mm-hmm. Not, uh... I feel like he's... Th- they just don't know what to do with him at the moment. Yeah, that is what it feels like. And it's a shame, because that, that, that was the problem with him at WWE as well, so they didn't know what to do with him, and he sort of just floated about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, oh, get released, come to AEW. It's like, yes, we'll do something here. And well, Nope. Like, very on again, off again with the, the swerve stuff, which should have been something amazing and we never got a proper payoff uh, nope and, and here we are with the Shane Taylor stuff which apparently there's a lot of history there it's history I'm not aware of yeah they were a tag team yeah um, maybe if they did a better job at explaining front and center and explaining but I, I get the feeling that we need to be watching Ring of Honor to get all of this stuff yeah uh. I know that they were they were a cool as fuck looking tag team as well because they used to come down like fucking men in black so they did and just fucking empty boys mm. and I was just thinking about this two big guys in suits just getting in the ring and wrecking you would be class looking that sounds right up your alley to be fair <laughs> just two big massive boys in suits <laughs> empty and boys sold hey? I think that's why I like big Dutch out of the righteous hmm <laughs> And then finishing up, um, Christian Cage beats Daniel Bryanson. Bryanson, Daniel Bryanson, <laughs> Brian Danielson. That's a big show called him on Rampage. I know. <laughs> um, to retain his TNT title, Ricky Starks. Ah. So, yeah, we still got the unfinished business between Starks and Danielson. Um, it was a good match. It probably, like, it probably. I think if you, if you go by the the level of matches, Dinosaur's been doing recently, maybe not not as high as some others. It was still really. Yeah, he's work. He's working with an older dude, though. I suppose. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot slower. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. There was, again, cracking bit where Danielson's on the outside, the 10 count's coming up, and the fans are helping him to his feet. And then he gets into the ring, and McGuinness is going nuts because of... <laughs> <laughs> he's cheating, getting the fans' help. 
What type of match is this and all this here? Man, such a good heel commentator. That's a lost mm. art, that. Um, and it's good that he's bringing it out. I know we got Taz, but Taz isn't really a heel commentator. Nah, Taz... <laughs> Taz is heel when it suits him. He's just getting himself over. <laughs> <laughs> Taz is fucking excellent, though. Him and, him and Excalibur should never be a part of her again. Um... But yeah, uh, McGinnis is a proper heel commentator. And like you say, it is a, it's a real lost art these days. Yeah, it's you don't really see it anymore. Like, I think it's got to the point where uh, JR doesn't even realize it's a character he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throughout this match, you JR calling him out on stuff. Like, what the fuck are you doing, JR? It's a fucking wrestling match. It's a TV show. He's literally doing what King used to do. Go on, calm down. No, no. He's not doing what King used to do. He's doing what Bobby oh, no, Heenan no. used to do. Sorry, King, sorry. Yes. King couldn't even hold fucking candle to that. King is just too busy being a massive fucking sex pest. Apologies, but <laughs> you, you get my point. <laughs> like, King was the heel commentator, wasn't he? I, yeah. Yeah. So he should be aware of the situation then. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But no, um, JR, he was ragging my pasture in this match. I know, maybe that's JR's way of, of trying to play into that and, and giving him shit, you know? Because that, that's how his dynamic with King would have worked. He would have, you know, called about and stuff and what the fuck you're talking about. So I think that's just JR trying to do that. Maybe. Sort it of just thing. comes, it's the way it comes across. It's sometimes is when he's doing it, you're like, oh, I cringy like yeah. and there is times when he forgets names and stuff and you're like oh dear i, I don't think he was serious in, in this this one i know he would like forgets names but like you know 70 odd year old man it's gonna happen yeah yeah what is just shivani by the way 60 something 60 something yeah i guess shivani's a good 10 years younger oh fair enough yeah, keep McGinnis. For the love of God, keep McGinnis. He's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I think that's all we got. Oh, are you going to say something else? I was just going to say, and it's always good to have Kevin Kelly with it. But he works so well with Kevin Kelly or Ian Riccoboni. It does, I. Uh, weird having Shivani on sort of lead this week as well. Wait, Shivani was there this week? <laughs> he in the middle. He's 65. Uh, again, he bounced well with Shivani as well. It was a good laugh. But anytime he's got Ian Riccoboni, it always makes me laugh when they talk about the Riccoboni tone. <laughs> so putting stuff in his water and whatnot. <laughs> uh, anyway, as, as we were saying, we were going to wrap up there. I'm rambling. Yep, we're going to go. I'm playing the music. Cool. It's been, it's been That's nice right, I can't hear it. You can't uh, hear it. <laughs> I'll fix it for next week. I promise. <laughs> but, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you then. Goodbye. Bye.